There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sport. This is The Grill on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live from Barasti. Here's Tom Urquhart. Just get ready for the second half of the Premier League games. Um, a half-time chat that I'm sure Chris Wilder was enjoying. His team have been phenomenal in the first half. Let's hear from Wilder ahead of the game. This week celebrating seven years in charge. Brilliant. What are your thoughts on the job he's done? Brilliant. Fantastic. Got a lot of respect for Sean. Known him a while. You know he's he's played in these in these parts. So came across him as a, a as a player and and obviously followed his managerial career from Watford into Burnley and what he's done he's been he's been exceptional. You know getting into the Europa League and as I said before they're a they're a benchmark for 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 the for clubs like our, ourselves that want to stay in the Premier League and their fixtures against the likes of Liverpool and Arsenal and 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 Premier League fixtures that they crave for year in, year out, they produce that. I like his team, I like the work they work, the way they work together and they're a team. And they've got really good individuals in that team. Is there a particular aspect of the Burnley model that you'd like to be able to incorporate into what you do here? Are there are there things that you particularly like about what they do? I've just mentioned the stuff that, that I've that I've mentioned that they're a team. They've got good individuals, they've got a plan, they play they play a way that, that's effective. Sean doesn't get caught up in, in all the hype that surrounds the Premier League, which is there is a lot. Um, I admire the way he does that. Uh, I smile and, and chuckle inside because I may, maybe I know deep down what he's thinking. But he uh, but uh, he goes and manages his football club to the best of his ability and the staff. And it's going to be a really tough game, as, as tough as, as 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 anyone that we've played at home. And, I, and, I, and I'm not just saying that to to to, to cover our backs, but. They give everything and they leave everything out on the pitch and they've got talented individuals and they're organised and they've got goals in them and as I said, you know, this is a as tough a game for, for us as, as as what we've had. I always think that, you know, as I said, people look at the Liverpool game and the Arsenal game but, you know, I've always looked at every game. I looked at the West Ham game on, on Saturday and, you know, my reaction afterwards was... was um, was 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 one that I think represented the result that we got on the day because um, you know after raising not raising your game but playing to to the the standard we did against Arsenal to back that up with uh, especially a second half performance and a result at West Ham them off the back of getting beat at, at Everton reaction the players that they've got was there for all to see uh, but yet again quickly after that we move on to a to a really important game and it's. It's not got the Saturday, Tuesday feel of obviously championship football, but it's certainly got the feel of of intense, full-on Premier League football. And uh, and yet again, you know, Burnley roll into town on on Saturday, and this is going to be a real difficult game for us. There's a survey that probably won't surprise you this week about Bramall Lane having the best atmosphere in the Premier League. Just how important are the fans going to be in a game like this, where it is going to be difficult? Just as important as what they have been in in, in Liverpool against Liverpool against Arsenal. You know, I know. They will look at those sort of games, those sort of standout stellar games in the, in the, in the fixture list. But they've got to be consistent, just as much as my team has got to be consistent because of the the things that I've talked about, where we've come from, where we are, how difficult the Premier League is, the backing that the players deserve, uh, the drive and enthusiasm they, they give those players. So that must continue, and uh, I'm sure it will. Just a quick word on Oliver Norwood coming up against his hometown club. How well does he, in particular, settled into life in the Premier League? Do you feel? We've got to get in the team first, so um, 
haven't picked the team yet, so if you know something that I don't, um, but he's uh, he's he's been great for us since he come to the football club. Um, he's uh, you know he's he's his sort of record getting out of the championship was there for everybody to see. Uh, great background from from Manchester United and and had to go from like a lot of players do have to go from Manchester United and go and carve a career out over 50 international caps promotions that he's got in his CV and uh, he's been a, a, a brilliant addition to the to the squad that I've assembled. And just finally, uh, last weekend we saw a bit more of a, a proactive approach from VAR. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I think there's always going to be teething problems with it and, uh, and you know, subjective opinions on it. So it's going to happen right the way through the season. So I think everybody at the Premier League and, uh, uh, and the cheap PG MLO, is it, or OL or whatever, whatever it is, will... Um, We'll know that this, these situations would have uh, would have happened, and, uh, and 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 obviously, you know, we've had decisions that have been against us, and I think that'll be that'll be right the way right right the way through. So, uh, as long as there's consistency uh, in the uh, in the uh, the situation and the process, then I think you know everybody re- realizes that uh, not to use it as an excuse. Um, and uh, it's here for it's here for the benefit uh, and to make the game better, and hopefully it does. All right, we'll get back to Chris Wilder and how his team are doing in a few moments' time. But there has been a goal in the early stages, the second half of the Premier League. Chris, yeah, I hate to tell you this, Tom, but West Ham have had an absolute shocker today. It is time to rejoice if you're a Newcastle United fan, because well, it's not often, but your team has gone absolutely local this afternoon in the front of goal. Kieran Clark had given you the lead, Federico Fernandez had doubled your advantage and John Joe Shelby has scored an extraordinary oh, free no. kick from stupid distance. He's Anyone. wheeled away off. John Joe, former Charlton Athletic, of course, former Liverpool. It's West Ham nil, Newcastle three. Steve Bruce will be the toast of Tyneside this evening. With the toast of Tyneside. John, anyone but John Joe Shelby, please, come on, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah, John Joe, he hasn't had a, he's not had a good time of it this season as John Joe. He's been given a start today and he's repaid his manager and then some. What a hit it was. Roberto, no chance. This is a sore one, Tom. West Ham should not be losing at home to Newcastle, at least not by three goals to nil with 35 minutes still on the clock. That one's 3-0, uh, uh, Manchester City still trailing Southampton uh, by one goal to nil. No goals in the Brighton-Norwich game. Uh, Liverpool are, are trailing Aston Villa by a goal to nil. And Arsenal are in front at Wol- against Wolves uh, down at the Emirates Stadium. Sheffield United, we were talking about them, we were listening to Chris Wilder there. Done a great job with Sheffield United, continues to do a good job. Chris? He certainly does. He's done wonders bringing that football club back to the Premier League, of course. He is a Sheffield United boy. He grew up as a fan of the Blades, and I can tell you, names are a similar team today. We didn't get to the team news on this one. Dean Headers are in goals. Basham, Egan, O'Connell. That back three really bring them a lot of solidarity and a lot of solidity at the back. Disciplined as well. Baldock, Lundstrom, Norwood, Fleck and Stevens. Again, that midfield five with the two wing backs. You don't often see change in that. The front two, he mixes and matches 
matches and has done all season long. Robinson will come in, McBurney will come in. Today he's gone with Lise Mousset and David McGoldrick and he's been repaid because Lise Mousset, the Frenchman, who he signed from Bournemouth for 10 million plus in the summer, he's weighed in with three assists as the Frenchman today. As for Burnley, Nick Pope in goals. Again, it's tried and tested for Sean Dyche. Loughton, Tarkovsky, Mee and Peters, Hendrick, Westwood, Cork and McNeil, Rodriguez and Barnes. It's been a bad day at the office for Burnley. Make no mistake about that. Sheffield United lead by three goals to nil. Second half of the Premier League kickoffs. Uh, some thinking work for Pep Guardiola. His team uh, are trailing Southampton by one goal to nil at home. Uh, also, some uh, thinking for Jurgen Klopp. Alex Bruins watching this one for us. Villa still in the lead. Yeah, listen, it still remains the same. Uh, Liverpool are having some chances, but I think the standard of the Premier League is so high and every club is so desperate to stay in the Premier League. They've got great coaches. We've just been talking about Sheffield United. It's the same up at Aston Villa where they've got some good players being well marshaled by a good coach. And if you're off, slightly off, if you're 1% off, if you're 2% off, if you don't take your chances, then you are going to be punished. And what we're seeing today is Liverpool are getting chances. They are just not taking them. And Aston Villa are staying calm. They're staying cool. And who knows? Aston Villa might just nick a second one here before Liverpool get a goal. If Liverpool are going to win this game, they're going to have to execute better under pressure. And they're not doing it at the moment. We'll get up to Scotland in a few moments' time with Chris McCarty. Let me just tell you what's uh, happening. The state of play down in the championship at the moment. Swansea taking the points earlier against Wigan. No goals between Blackburn and Sheffield Wednesday. Same uh, scoreline for Brentford, Huddersfield. Uh, Cardiff uh, entertaining. Birmingham, plenty of goals there. 2-1 Cardiff lead with 52 minutes on the clock. Derby lead Middlesbrough by a single goal. Uh, Fulham are trailing Hull uh, by a single goal. Leeds lead QPR one goal to nil. Luton are losing to Notts Forest and Reading with a two-goal advantage over Millwall. What's going on in Scotland, Chris? Yeah, I can tell you. Aberdeen, they lead Kilmarnock now by two goals to nil. Curtis Main opened the scoring. Sam Cosgrove has doubled the Dons' advantage. It's now Hamilton 1, Ross County 1. Ross County did lead in this one early on down at New Douglas Park it was the Nessie Messi Billy Mackay who opened the scoring I can tell you Lewis Smith has levelled things up early on in this second half and Motherwell they lead Livingston by a goal to nil it's Chris Long on the goal scoring sheet Liam Polworth with the assist Germany is where the action is at Tom. sorry to break away but we've got to get to Germany because and I don't often say this you'll never often hear this because it doesn't often happen it's Eintracht Frankfurt 5 Bayern Munich 1 Bayern Munich down to 10 men. That being said, they've capitulated, so they have, against a side that Robert Kovac, their boss, used to manage. He's had one today, so he has as Robert Kovac and, of course, his brother Nico and it's been an absolute nightmare of an afternoon. They were down to 10 men inside nine minutes. Jerome Boateng sent off and Nico and Robert, the coaching team there, they've had one. Elsewhere, RB Leipzig, they lead Mainz by seven goals to nil. Yes, that's right, 7-0 into the final five minutes there. And Borussia Dortmund, they're 2-0 up against Wolfsburg. Thorgan eh, Hazard, the brother of Eden Hazard, one of the goal scorers there. Rafael Guerrero, the Portuguese international, doubling their advantage. And also by, eh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, they will be top this evening. They lead at Bayer Leverkusen by two goals to one. Uh, let's go to Spain, where Valencia took the points a little earlier. Uh, they led... 
they won two goals to one. Uh, meanwhile, Barcelona in action at present as well. Uh, and they've taken a lead against Levante. Chris has got the score, goal scorer for us. Yeah, I do indeed. Barcelona, they lead, as you rightly point out, Tom, by that goal to nil. And it's Lionel Messi. Who is it not? It is. Of course it is. From the penalty spot, the little Argentine genius, the best player, I believe, on the planet, the best player, arguably, we've ever seen. It is he that has got the only goal of the game. They lead by a goal to nil, do Barcelona. It's 57 minutes on the clock. Luis Suarez has made way. He went off injured four minutes before the break. Okay. So a little concerned with that. Carl, uh, Carly Perez, it was, who replaced Luis Suarez four minutes from the break. So I'll keep an eye on that one. Fingers crossed that isn't serious because, of course, well, Barcelona need their main man. And with Ousmane Dembele out on look, yeah. uh, in, in the cold looking in, Antoine Griezmann, Messi, it's very difficult to feel too much sympathy for Barca but Suarez is a key part of that Barca machine. We'll let you know about the goals as they go in. It's all done down in Italy where the early uh, kickoff has come to a conclusion. Full time down there. Roma taking the points against Napoli by two goals to one. We get ready for Bologna against Inter Milan kicking off at 9pm local time here in the UAE and then Torino against Juventus at 12.45. Darn those clocks going backwards. We just have to we get less sleep, Chris McCarty. Yeah, we do. It's, it is a nightmare. In actual fact, I was knackered, so I was on <laughs> Thursday morning, staying up to watch United against Chelsea and then I had one or two Arsenal fans of mine who have got day jobs, they're up early, they've got kids, etc. They missed the five apiece. And I said, <laughs> you know, you can't win when the clocks go back. It is late, you've got to stay up well past your bedtime, but it is sometimes, it pays to do just that. Take a short break. When we come back, we will go uh, around the grounds. We'll keep you updated with all the goals as they go in. Uh, but there are other big storylines as well. Lewis Hamilton uh, looking or bidding for the title over in the United States. Massive night for boxing fans and UFC fans as well. So we'll paint a picture for you on those. Uh, unless we forget, we've got some of the best in the world uh, taking place in the semi-finals of the Paris Masters as we speak at the moment. And we haven't even talked about the golf. WGC, HSBC and China. It's all happening. This is The Grill, live from Barasti, where the game is always on. Defending champion Lina Svitolina will face the world number one Ash Barty in the WTA final showpiece over in Shenzhen. Uh, the Ukrainian had fought back to lead 5-7-6-3-4-1 when a tearful Belinda Bencic retired from their semi-final. Uh, Karolina Pliskova, who's now 27, forced the only break of the first set in the other semi-final, but uh, Australian Barty, 23, controlled the second set. So those are the two names to make it through in the women's division over in China. Uh, as not to be, though, for a certain Rafa Nadal, who seemed to be on course for yet another final. However, he had to pull out from his semi-final earlier on because of injury. That means that world number one, Novak Djokovic, will now play Denis Shapovalov Shapov uh, in the Paris Masters final after Nadal withdrew because of that injury. Bad news for, for Rafa because he was in such good form in this yeah, tournament. It always gets to this time of year, Rafa, doesn't it? His body kind of gives out on him. We've seen it time and time again, Tom, that he'll often struggle. But then again, he's had a wonderful year, hasn't he? He won two Grand Slams. He won the French... And he won, of course, the US yeah. Open, so he can be happy with his lot. Yes, injuries have caught up with him. He'll look now to recover. You've got the ATP Tour Finals over at the O2 Arena. And then, of course, he is due to be back here for the Muvadala World Tennis Championships next month as well. So, fingers crossed, our injury problems aren't too bad. 
because I want to see him over here in the nation's capital. Indeed so. WGC HSBC Championship taking place over in China with a massive amount of money up for grabs oh, yeah. as well. How much is it? Is it seven six, mi six million, six I think million, it is. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's huge. Uh, Roy McIlroy is uh, going very well at the moment uh, after the third round. He's taken a one-shot lead going into the final round tomorrow of the WGC HSBC Champs down in Shanghai. McIlroy's bogey-free third round, 67, saw him breeze past playing partner and overnight leader Matt Fitzpatrick, 25, who battled to a, a two-under par 70. McIlroy is on 15-under, uh, four Louis Oosthuizen is on 14 other. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is 13 under with Jean de Chauvelet uh, and Paul Waring uh, also at 12 at the moment. So McElroy finishing strongly at the end of the season. Is he coming for the end of the season? Is he coming to the race? Yeah, the fight? yeah we expect him. Yeah, he, of course, he started the year by saying he wanted to shun, not shun the European Tour. He made a decision to kind of stay away. He's come back in. He is in the top 50. He's over there competing in what is a dual sanctioned WGC uh, over there in Shanghai. And yeah, I expect him to be here. He's firing in all cylinders. He's had a good year. Take his ma uh, major performances out of it. Of course, he's not won one, but he's been in an awful lot of top tens. He's been successful in an awful lot of tournaments as well. And here he is at the top with one round to play over in China. Let's go over to the United States where Lewis Hamilton, heard of him? I'm sure you have. He was fastest, top second practice in the United States Grand Prix ahead of Ferrari's Charles Leclerc. Hamilton, who's poised to clinch his sixth world title this weekend, uh, was 0.301 seconds quicker than Leclerc with Red Bull's Max Verstappen third. A little bit disappointing that it's not going to come down to the final race here in Abu Dhabi, but can't remember the last time that happened. No, was it ever? going to honestly given the Mercedes dominance given Lewis Hamilton's qualities as a driver as well I always felt it would be a similar pattern that we saw last year that Mercedes would get it wrapped up they'll do just that it's an absolute foregone conclusion and yeah a little bit disappointing but as the Abu Dhabi team will tell you it is a party it is the end of season party okay the title isn't on the line but There'll be an awful lot of people down there, Tom, on boats. I know you'll be one of those, I'm sure, and the party will go on long into the night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and beyond. Uh, let's get over to the, stay over the United States, week nine of the NFL. Some big news this week in the world of Major League Baseball as well, a story that you were following very closely, Alex Brune. Yeah, listen, it's been an incredible week of sport. I mean, that result today, of course, England, South Africa, we've been talking about that, but... Um perhaps an even more astonishing one in the World Series. It's, I think it's the first time this has ever happened. Seven matches in a World Series, every single one of them won by the away team. And the Washington Nationals, who have never won Major League Baseball, they're a bit, uh, you know, a bit like the Bengals of, of NFL fame. They're not a great team. They've, they've been very poor in the, number of, in the last number of seasons. They lost. They won the first, incredibly, they won the first three, uh, a couple of games against the Houston Astros in Houston. They then went to Washington, and amazing, amazing, the Astros, who are a great team, they've won World Series recently, they have some of the best hitters, best pitchers in the in Major League Baseball. They then came back and won 3-2 in Washington. They won all three in Washington. They sweeped it in Washington. So they go back to Houston. They're up 3-2. They just need to win one game to win the World Series. Everybody thinks, more than people thought England win today, everybody thinks, well, the, you know, Houston will wrap this up. They're beating the Yankees. They're beating all the great teams. They'll wrap this up. The Nationals win both of the matches in Houston, both of the matches in Houston, to win the World Series, their first ever World Series 4-3. I'll show you and I'll give you the stat of the week for me. You're absolutely right. The first time it's ever happened in the World Series history that all games are won by the away team. <laughs> and even more than that, and this is the stat that blew my mind, it's the first time in US sports history 
that that has happened. 1,420 wow. games across your Major League Baseball, your NBA and your NHL. That's the National Hockey League. And it's the first time that a best of seven has gone the distance and every game has been won by the visitors. Remarkable. And it goes to the mentality of the team. You know, you've got to be able to switch off from everything that's happening. You've got to go there to Houston, even with a crowd going absolutely berserk, everybody wanting to win. You've got Justin Verlander on the mound yeah. for the Astros, absolute legend of Major League Baseball. You've got him on the mound, you know, and somehow you manage to switch all that off, switch all the noise off, and in the seventh game, a couple of big plays in the seventh innings, turns it around for the Nationals, and they win it. So it's an absolutely incredible result, and Congratulations to them. But can, that's you, the, can, you, can you answer something for us, Bruni? Because yeah. uh, I'm sure you're much better versed than Chris and I, who were scratching our heads uh, midweek, having seen some of the celebrations uh, for the Nationals uh, during the, uh, in the immediate aftermath uh, of the game itself. Uh, the sky, the, 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 the yeah. ski visors, the ski visors and the ski hats during the celebration. Do we know why? Uh, for well, I, I'm not sure. I'd have to, I'd have to look that one up they for the Nationals. Um, it, but uh, you know, each of the major league baseball teams have their own little twists, their own little tweaks, and things that mean to them. But I think it goes back to the psychology of the team because there can be a lot of noise outside the dressing room. There can be noise from the media. There can be noise of social media. We've talked about, but it's all about what is that mentality like in the dressing room. Yeah. And we saw that today in the World Cup final because the culture of and this is the really interesting thing, obviously the culture of that Springbok team was stronger than the culture of the England team, which really, really surprised me for one, absolutely surprised me for one. So that's the thing, I mean the Nationals, no one believed they could do it, but they believed they could do it, such as the Springboks did today, such as Aston Villa, who are still hanging on 1-0 at Villa Park, they're throwing everything they've got in front of, the ball is just pinging at the Villa net, but somehow they're standing strong, they're defending this, they're not letting the ball go in. So it's going to be a fascinating 25 minutes to go here. Just one other line from the Washington Nationals' success in that World Series. They have been invited to the White House and they will be going to the White House oh, really? as well. Which, given the fact that it is the Washington Nationals, if any team in any city, if the, tr if the president has got any sway, then you would think that it would be in Washington, D.C. So, uh, Got a goal in the Premier League. Yeah, we do indeed have a goal in the Premier League and it'll come as no surprise. This one, 20 minutes remain. It's come at the Etihad Stadium. They've led for a long time of Southampton. The resolve has been broken and, oh, they'll be gutted with the way that it's come about as well. They've allowed Man City to just play a quick free kick. It's Kyle Walker down the right-hand side. He's given oodles of time and space. Get out to him, man. Gives him time to take a touch. He crosses it. Sergio Aguero, one little swipe of the right boot through the legs of Alex McCartney, and City are level. The VAR boys are just checking this one because maybe a suggestion that Kyle Walker has allowed the ball to cross the byline. I don't think it is. In fact, please continued. The goal stands. Sergio Aguero, he's brought City level. So as things stand, Liverpool are down by a goal to nil at Villa Park. City are now level. We're into the final 20 minutes. This could be a big 20 minutes for the title race. Uh, let's go stay over to the United States. Uh, bad news for the Golden State Warriors. They are going to be without one of their star players. Their star player, Stephen Curry. Steph Curry has been ruled out for at least three months after having surgery on that broken hand. Three months is probably well, optimistic as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Given the fact they've already got Clay Thompson out until the back end of this season, it is a year to forget. I think it will be chalked down. I don't see the Golden State Warriors as good as they have been over the course of the last five, six years. I don't think 
they'll make a run for the NBA championship. I think you've got to look to LA Clippers for that. I think you've got to even look at LA Lakers with Anthony Davis joining forces with LeBron James. Toronto Raptors are still half decent as well. Philadelphia as well, worth keeping an eye on them. It's done and dusted with Steph Curry out, with Clay Thompson out. It's going to be a year of transition for the Golden State Warriors. A lot more to talk about, taking a short break when we come back. Looking ahead uh, to all the big action you can enjoy down here at Barasti, but also keeping you up to date with all of the latest goals. Well, let's start in the Premier League if we can. Yeah, we can, Tom. And let's I can start, tell let's you. start the Premier League. We can do just that. We'll come to Spain in just a moment. In fact, let's start in the Premier League. And I can tell you, let's start at the London Stadium because West Ham have pulled a goal back. Felipe Anderson with the corner in. They were trailing by three goals to nil were West Ham. But they have just pulled a goal back. And I think, I think it is Balbuena, the Paraguayan centre-half, that has pulled that goal back. So it is now West Ham 1, Newcastle 3. The big goal, though, has come at the Amex Arena. Brighton against Norwich. We're into the final. 15 minutes of all your Premier League 7 o'clock kickoffs. Brighton have taken the lead and it's the substitute the Belgian Leandro Trossard their big summer signing from Genk he's come off the bench, he's finished at the near post, a lovely little finish past the despairing Tim Cruel. Brighton 1, Norwich 0 it could be back to back wins for Graham Potter's Brighton and can I go to Spain? Let's go to Spain I can go yeah. to Spain, Let's get this scoreline Forget your Bayern Munich losing 5-1. Bayern Munich have been down to 10 men for the best part of 80 minutes over in Germany. It's currently, with 15 minutes remaining, Levante 3, <laughs> Barcelona 1. Barcelona took the lead. Lionel Messi from the penalty spot. Jose Campagna equalised 61 minutes. Borja Meriol. Now, he is a former Real Madrid striker. He gave them the lead did Mariol, Levante that is, and then Nemanja Radoya, the Serb, has just made it 3-1 just a few moments ago. Levante 3, wow. Barcelona 1. Oi, 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 that's a scoreline that will be felt over in Spain. Make no mistake about that. And at the finish over in Germany, these are your official results from Germany. by Leverkusen 1, Borussia Mönchengladbach 2. Borussia Dortmund uh, beating Wolfsburg by three goals to nil. Frankfurt put five past Bayern Munich. It finished 5-1 there. And probably the result of the day, well, unless you're a Mainz fan, that is. Uh, <laughs> RB Leipzig 8, Mainz at nil. Uh, Werder Bremen and Freiburg were at a 2-2 draw, as McCarty was mentioning. Uh, Berlin against Berlin a little later on. Union against Hertha. Hertha, that one's kicking off at 9.30. Roma beat Napoli by two goals to one. And Marseille against Lille has just got underway over in France as well. Uh, No goals there at the moment. Uh, Nil-nil in that one. Poor old Alex Brune, he's watching on rather rather worriedly in front of us well, here. What have we got, 15 minutes left? Yeah, 15 minutes to go. And all I can say is this, I'll just give you the stats. Liverpool have had 73% of the possession. They've had 17 shots at goal to four. They're only set Of those 17 shots, only four on target. They've had seven corners to one, and they trail 1-0. And that's the, that's the way it is in the Premier League. If you do not take the opportunities when they are given to you, you will, not gain, you will lose matches. And City, have we seen, have gone level with South Hampton, so they're going to cut Liverpool's lead at the top. Sorry. Here's some more drama, more drama. Chris McCartney's yeah, yeah, just tapped me. Sorry to cut you off, Alex. There's a goal at the Emirates Stadium. Oi, oi, oi. It's breathless stuff. I'm knackered. We'll go back. We'll revert back to our old showtime. <laughs> I think. Great to six. 
It's now Arsenal 1, Wolves 1, and it's Raul Jimenez who has headed Wolves level at the Emirates, and Arsenal's woes continue. It's a cross from the right. The big Mexican will get, I think he latches on to the right back. It may well even be Callum Chambers. He just gets up above him. He powers it past Leno into the bottom corner. Arsenal 1, Wolves 1. That is a big goal, and Wolves will now fancy their chances of picking up the three points. 1-1. We've had, we had a stone-cold handball, which has been missed at Villa. Um, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain's had a shot. It's gone straight into the arm of a Villa hand, nowhere near his body, missed by VAR, and so it's still 1-0 to Aston Villa. Uh, lots to talk about uh, in the world of sport. Keeping an eye on those goals for you and what promises to be an entertaining final uh, 10 minutes of action in the Premier League. Uh, do stay up nice and late, though, or maybe you have to get up really early tomorrow morning uh, because there's plenty uh, to look forward to uh, from the world of boxing. None more so than the WBO World Light Heavyweight uh, title fight a little later on uh, over in Vegas. Alvarez against Kovalev. Which way is this going, Chris McCarty? Alvarez, as good as Kovalev is, Sol Canelo has been, well, he's been par excellence, yeah. hasn't he? he? He beats, and yeah, I could, how long have you got for me to talk about his win over Triple G, Gennady Golovkin? But he got, this, he got the win, he got the draw, and he, he followed that up with a victory. Uh, I, I think Alvarez will do it. It is his home patch, of course, Oscar De La Hoya. We're just, uh, sorry, just to break away here. Sorry, but interesting to see, you don't often see indirect free kicks in a penalty box, but we've got just that at Man City. It's Man City with it. Kevin De Bruyne is remonstrating with the referee. So indirect means, of course, that Man City needs to touch this. Didn't see the incident. We'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, I'll back Alvarez. I'll be waking up early. You've got to have UFC on as well. Of course, there is the small matter of Masvidal against Diaz. That should be tasty itself. Oh, and they've put that past the post of Man City, Kevin De Bruyne. So it's still 1-1 it's still between City oh, and Southampton. Of Villa. Villa are on the break. I'll hand it over to you, Alex. Oh, oh this is it. Looks like the decider. Oh, oh, great defending. Great play from Villa. And this is the thing. It was very, very similar, this game, to the Liverpool, sorry, to the Man City Wolves game, which we remember just recently, where Man City had all the ball. They did all the attack. They couldn't take their chances. Wolves ran away and scored two great goals to win 2-0. This is very similar. Liverpool have had all the ball, all the chances. They haven't taken their chances. And Villa, very, very unlucky there not to go 2-0 up. But Divock Origi is on. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's on now. Liverpool are going for it. They have to win this game to preserve their six point lead at the top of the Premier League. Plenty of uh, fighting to look forward to this evening, uh, not just over in uh, Las Vegas, also some big fights uh, up in Manchester a little later on as well. Manchester Arena, uh, we'll see um, uh, Katie Taylor uh, in action yeah. over there and Anthony Crawler also fighting. Anthony tonight. Crawler back. I saw Katie Taylor over in New York. She got away with one that night she was on the AJ undercard I thought she was beaten the, the girl that she fought the woman that she fought escapes me she was a Belgian police officer who gave her a bit of a schooling so she did in that ring she got away with one that night but uh, she's back in action looking forward to that Anthony Crawler as well good fighter I'm not his biggest fan yeah, we're talking about a certain Tyson Fury making his WWE debut as he beat uh, Braun Strowman down in Saudi Arabia first time WWE not the first time it's been down no, there, No, it's it? a couple of times. The, the, they've signed a 10-year deal, have Saudi with the WWE. Vince McMahon rubbing his hands with glee, given all the big, uh, I guess, money that has exchanged hands. And the rumours I've been hearing, unconfirmed, of course, reportedly, Tyson Fury, a cool £15 million. Pounds, wow. Which, current conversion rate, what's that? About 65 million dirhams? Just to get in the ring and prance about for a bit. Give me that man's agent <laughs> right now, because I'm happy to put on a bit of lycra and so, do just that. But he's not given up on the boxing game, no, has it? So this no, no. is just something he's doing 
a wee gimmick, a, a little side side gig. You know, you know those, Tom. You know, a side gig that pays 15 million. I think we'd all do it. But uh, I know his coaching team are not happy. I know his father isn't happy because in February, and given the fact he had a real nasty eye injury in his last bout in the boxing ring, this is. He's got Deontay Wilder. That one's scheduled for February 22nd. They were a little worried that he's taking his eye off the ball. But when someone comes along, allegedly offers you 15 million quid, you're going to turn it down, are you? Difficult one to turn down. Difficult one. To Anyone turn out there down. that wants to give us and offer us 50 million quid will do anything. You're listening to The Grill. More of the biggest sports stories now on Dubai I 103.8. Crucial period of play in the Premier League. We'll get back to that for you in a few moments' time. But the big story of the day is the fact that we have a new world champion. South Africa have been crowned Rugby World Cup champions after thrashing England earlier. Where did it all go wrong? This is how Sky News reported it. I think it went wrong even before the England team got to the stadium. Um, they were actually about 20 minutes late. They got stuck in the notorious Tokyo traffic, which they know very well about. They've dealt with it for much of the tournament when they've been playing games here. So they got on that bus a little bit late and then it got stuck in traffic. And they arrived here late, which meant that they weren't out on the field when they were supposed to be to do their pre-match warm-ups. The likes of Owen Farrell's always out there, bang on an hour before. He was about 15 minutes late. But that was really what you'd consider a, a minor hiccup. It's the sort of thing that you would think that England would be able to deal with, with an event of the magnitude of a World Cup final. But they started horribly and it got even worse straight away. Within three minutes, their prop, Kyle Sinclair, who's been so brilliant this entire tournament, was knocked out cold. He was on the pitch for several minutes while I, they did the head injury assessment, the new rugby protocol, which means if there's any suspicion of a concussion, the player has to leave the pitch and can't re-enter. Um, so that was a big blow for England to, to lose him early on. But really, they were never in this game. They didn't have any answer for the South Africans. The South Africans' discipline, their speed, their energy. I think it just took England completely by surprise. It was a coaching masterclass by the South, South African coach, Razi Erasmus. And England really did have no answer. Um, Andre Pollard kicked very well for the South Africans. There was a small glimmer of hope for England on that 50-minute mark. Um, there was a scrum. England had had no luck in the scrums up to that point. Um, but they managed to get advantage in that scrum. Um, they then scored a penalty. Owen Farrell, not quite on his game kicking-wise, but he did manage to score a penalty. And they were in touch until those last two devastating tries by South Africa. And you have to hand it to them. It was an incredible performance. They weren't handed this World Cup. They won it. Uh, those were some of the thoughts uh, of those watching. Uh, interesting listening to that as well, because lots made of Carl Sinclair going off, uh, Alex Brune. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but what we what we don't mention is the fact that uh, South Africa had to make a couple of changes in that first half, didn't they? They lost their uh, they lost their hooker, and there's there's been a and goal. And there's late drama at Villa. Well, I'm sitting alongside a Scott and a half Scott, and I'm very, very happy to say it's a flying Scott from Liverpool. <laughs> Andy Robertson has finally, finally they've got one ball past Tyron Mings. They've taken 86 minutes to go out. They've finally got a ball past Tyron Mings. It's a lovely, lovely cross. I think it's from Sadio Mane. Is it Divock Origi? It's a beautiful cross across, and then Andy Robertson comes flying in a beautiful head. It finally beats the Villa keeper, and Liverpool are one 
one in Villa Park. And they needed to do that because Chris McCarty's going to tell you the news from Etihad. Yeah, Man City are in front. I can tell you it's uh, Kyle Walker who has given Man City the lead. So we talk about it. What is it? It's the 2nd of November. We are months out from the title being handed out. That being said, it is days like this that shape and define title races. And as I look here, it's four on two. They've slotted in Gabriel Jesus. He's missed that chance. So City lead on one screen by two goals to one. Liverpool, they've left it late. They're level. There are three minutes remaining at Villa Park. What a big three minutes it promises to be. Andy Robertson is on the score sheet. If things stay the way that they are, City close the gap by two points. Of course they do. They're picking up three. Liverpool pick up just one. What it all will mean is come their big fixture next weekend. And Alex would tell me this. It is at Anfield. The gap will be just the four points. So Liverpool will lead City by four. City go to Anfield and win it. I know it's buts and maybes, but the lead would then be down well, to a point. Well, that's why that Andy Robertson goal was so crucial, because if Liverpool was to lose this, City, of course, have a yeah. far bigger goal difference than Liverpool. I think City's goal difference is plus 473. <laughs> um, so if they were to go there and then win at Anfield, they would have then been on top oh. of the league next week. But this means that Liverpool, if, if, if it stays as is, Liverpool will hold their lead by four, and that game becomes so, so crucial next week at Anfield. Dare I say, Liverpool win it. Seven points, clear, and it's a totally different complexion. We go to the London Stadium. Another the goal goals in the Premier League. are continuing to go in. And is that your best player there? It is. It's your favourite. It's the cult hero. It's Bobby Snodgrass. We've seen Andy Robertson score a Scott for Liverpool. We've now seen Robert Snodgrass score for West Ham. They've pulled one back. It's now West Ham 2, Newcastle 3. That sets up a nervy finish for Newcastle fans. It should be a barnstormer at the London Stadium. Brighton have also doubled their lead as well. Yeah, they have. I can tell you Shane Duffy has doubled their advantage against Norwich. It's a free kick from the left-hand side. Leandro Trossard just guides beautifully glides one in to the box. The Norwich defenders are like statues. They allow Shane Duffy, the big Republic of Ireland international, to sneak in. He sticks out his little right foot. I say little, it's massive. A little toe poke into the corner. It is now Brighton 2, Norwich nil. Brighton heading for a big three points. It will mean that Graham Potter's men are ahead of Manchester United in the table this evening. Three minutes remaining. Levante still leading Barcelona by three goals to one at the moment. That could be an upset in La Liga. Oh. Uh, Sevilla against Athletic Madrid. Real Madrid, Real Betis a little later on in proceedings. Uh, goals, uh, talking about goals, let's get to Scotland because there have been loads of goals in Scotland since we were last up there and uh, let's get the latest Chris McCarty working through yeah I'm working overtime as well I am Tom it's stoppage time in all of these ones Aberdeen they lead Kilmarnock by three goals to nil the three points will be staying at Pitodri Curtis Main Sam Cosgrove and Scott McKenna the big centre half on the score sheet a big win that after their trials and tribulations against Celtic last weekend it was a 4-0 cakewalk for the boys last week at Pitodri so a big win that for the Dons it's currently Hamilton 2 Ross County 2 Ross County did lead through the Nessie Messi Billy McCann who gave Ross County the lead. Hamilton then led 2-1. Ross County have pegged them back late on. And uh, I can also tell you at Fir Park, it's Motherwell 2, Livingston 1. Chris Long had given Motherwell the lead. Stephen Lawless leveled things up from the penalty spot. But Alan Campbell, with just seven minutes left on the clock, has looks to have given Motherwell the three points. We're into stoppage time in all of those three matches. Full-time results on the way. Yeah, uh, last few minutes in the Championship as well. Let me just run you through what's happening down in the Championship. Blackburn trailing Sheffield Wednesday. 
uh, by uh, one goal to nil to the visitors, Sheffield Wednesday there. Uh, Brentford are losing to Huddersfield uh, also at home. It's one nil, the scorecard there. Uh, Cardiff seem to have got the point. Uh, 89 minutes on the clock and they lead Birmingham by three goals to one. Derby one up against Middlesbrough uh, with 84 minutes played down there. Fulham are trailing Hull by two goals to nil uh, over in London. Uh, Leeds, uh, same scoreline, but turn, uh, turn around the other way. Leeds uh, leading QPR by two goals to nil. Uh, Luton are losing at home to Forest 2 nil. And Reading lead Millwall by two goals to one. Oohs and ahs are plenty down here at Verasti as we get into those closing stages of the Premier League uh, matches. A lot of Liverpool fans watching on with interest. One alongside us, Alex Broon, can you nick it at the last? Um, listen, it's, you've got to give it to Villa here. Villa have been fantastic, Villa. They're going for this. They're not, they're not giving up their chances. They are absolutely free going kick. for this. They want to win this. Now there's a free kick to Liverpool. About uh, ooh, It's about 22 metres out. Oh, it's right goodness. out. And this is a perfectly made for Trent Alexander-Arnold. New star of Liverpool. New star of English football, really, to step up and maybe win this uh, game for Liverpool. But it's been a great match. And listen, all credit to Villa. They have really gone for this. Even when they bent, went back to 1-1, you might have thought, well, no, they're just going to defend now. They just want to hold on. They don't want to lose this game. But they've been going for it. And they've been making chances at the other end. So maybe the mentality monsters, Jurgen Klopp's mentality monsters, are just going to nick this game because they need to, because City have won. They've beaten Southampton, or it's in the last couple of minutes there in yeah, Southampton. It's the last few seconds. The last few seconds. So City look like they're going to win. They're going to close the gap to four. Liverpool have maybe this last free kick now to win this game. And to get back to six points in front. <laughs> Nothing uh, away. I mean, the thing about City is Wait, that... It's going to be Bedlam in here in about 30 seconds. I kid you not. <laughs> it was, so, it was so funny when City scored their goal. The one Manchester City fan was heard screaming at the top of his voice as City scored. But I think if Liverpool score this one, you're going to hear a much, much bigger response here at, uh, at Barasti to this... It's been a pulsating game. It's been a great game, and all credit to Villa. It'd be a tragedy if they lose this, but as a Liverpool fan, I'd absolutely love to see this, this ruffle the back of the net. If this goes in, Liverpool are destined to win the league this There's season. three players standing over it. Trent Alexander-Arnold is there. Henderson's there. Andy Robertson is there. But I don't think that Trent Alexander's going to let this one go. It's going to be one he's going to sit up at it. There's eight uh, Villa players around it, and he's over the top. It's over the top. And that really has been the story of the day today. Liverpool have had so many chances. They have had 23 shots on goal. 23 shots on goal. They have 75% possession. But of those 23 shots of goal, only five on target. And that tells you why this game has been won all. And now we've only got about a minute and 20 seconds left. So it, it, who knows? Who knows? I don't, I don't know in sport anymore. I don't know what happens anymore. I'm not going to make anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I said England by 18, so I'm not going to say anything. Who knows what happens? And it's an, oh, extraordinary. <laughs> Absolutely extraordinary. The mentality monsters have done it. The Reds have done it. Sorry for breaking your eardrums, but Chris Bacardi can't believe it's sitting next to me. Liverpool have pinched it. It's unbelievable. It's a corner that's come in. Sadio Mane, who's had an absolute shocker of a game, has nicked in and somehow he's, ki he's kicked the ball at the back post. It's come off a number of players. Sadio Mane's the last player there. He's put it in the back of the net. And unless VAR decides that Liverpool haven't won, which they might decide this, then Liverpool have won this match. Absolutely extraordinary. The best compliment I can give this Liverpool team is that they are mimicking what Manchester United did 10 years or so ago. They don't know the word beaten. Uh, they've not played great today. OK, they've had 23 shots in goal. They haven't been at their level best. But what's going to happen? They're going to walk away from Villa Park with three points. That is champion 
champions in the making do that. When you're not at your very best, you find a way to get back into it. They scored through Robertson. Late at the death, what are we? We're into stoppage time in stoppage time. They've got the three points. It means the lead will be six points next week. And Man City won't, mean, won't need me to say this. It's must win for them at and Anfield it, next week. It really is. And it's the man who does it all the time. It's the absolute master, Divock Origi, the late gold master. He's, he has taken the corner. It's a beautifully executed move from Liverpool. Sadio Mane starts on the penalty spot. He races towards the touchline where he gets met perfectly by Origi's corner. Mane gets exactly the right touch on it and nods it into the head. I mean, he hasn't had scored recently with, a, with his head. He hasn't been good at all in, in terms of accuracy, but he has hit that ball absolutely perfectly, beats the keeper into the side netting. Absolutely extraordinary. I don't know, uh, Chris, Tom, I mean, this day just tops it all. I can't do it anymore. This is incredible. It's, it's been an incredible day of sport. We've got a few more minutes left. Um, uh, a number of people down here will be wanting the Rugby World Cup to continue. Uh, but given the uh, given the great success they've had, I can tell you one, peop one team that will want the, or won't be that sad that the Rugby World Cup has finished, and that's Saracens, because they've had a torrid time at the beginning of the Gallagher Premiership, because the majority of their team are away. Full time in the Premier League, Chris McCarty. It is finished at Villa Park. What a huge, huge three points this could be come the end of the campaign. Jordan Henderson's celebration tells you as much. Aston Villa led for an awful long time in this football match. Andy Robertson leveled things up and then three, four minutes of added on time. A corner from the right. And Sadio Mane, he is quickly becoming the talismanic figure. Roberto Firmino gets a lot of column inches, and rightly so. Mohamed Salah has been the star of the past 18 months or so. But Sadio Mane this season is a class apart. It is he that has won it for Liverpool. And they remain six points ahead of Manchester City, ahead of that titanic tussle next weekend at Anfield. Liverpool against City. Cannot wait for that one. So two goals in the last six minutes. I, I'm, I really feel for Villa. Villa played so well. They could have won this game. They really could have won this game. But just to a couple of minutes of extraordinary genius from Liverpool, Liverpool have nicked this 2-1. It's been an absolutely thrilling game, as has, we cannot leave out the match at Etihad, where City also came back from 1-0 down against Southampton and scored yeah. two pretty remarkable goals themselves. Kyle Walker scoring very, very late in that match to win that game for City. So, I mean, the Premier League, you just can't take away from it. It's just a fantastic tournament where you just never know what's going to happen next. Watford against Chelsea is your late kickoff in the Premier League do come on down here to Barasti to be part of that one to be on the big screen in round about half an hour but full-time whistle in all the Premier League games gives us the opportunity uh, to take a breather to sit, fix the microphone that Alex Bruins just ruined uh, and to go through those final scores Chris McCarty yeah indeed if you are just tuning in what a day it's been I am knackered forget the players out there I'm knackered in this new time slot uh, full times then from the Premier League Bournemouth they beat Manchester United by a goal to nil earlier on today it's full time at the Emirates it's finished Arsenal 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. Aston Villa, we were talking about it just a moment ago. They led for a long time. They've been beaten at home by Liverpool by two goals to one. Brighton Hove Albion, 2-0 winners today over Norwich. Manchester City beating Southampton by two goals to one. What a day it's been for Sheffield United. Three goals to nil over Burnley. West Ham 2, Newcastle 3. A massive three points for Newcastle. And as Tom rightly points out, the late kickoff. It is at Vicarage Road. It is a London derby of sorts, it's Watford against Chelsea. 
Cheers, McCarty. Thank you very much. I'm knackered. Now. Honestly, I'm a wee to lie down in a dark right. room. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you a lemonade. Don't worry. Thank uh, you. You'll be fine. We'll get you an R whites. <laughs> uh, uh, a big thank you to Chris McCarty. Keep the thoughts coming through uh, at Dubai Sport at Dubai 138 FM. If you'd like to have your say, uh, Bruno, if you calm down yet. Listen, what a day. What a day. Incredible day. It just, I mean, it's, it's the cruelty of sport. It's the beauty of sport. And I just see Tyrone Mings there walking off the field, absolutely dejected after giving 93 minutes for Aston Villa and robbed at the end. And similar today, Owen Farrell, you know, dropping to his knees over there in Tokyo as Japan, in Japan as the World Cup was snatched away from him by South Africa. It's the beauty of sport, the, you know, the pain of sport. It's been a magnificent day of sport. And it's been great here with the grill. Fantastic atmosphere, fantastic environment been wonderful down here at Barasti and great to do it here with Tom and Chris. Cheers Brittany, thank you very much to you, thanks very much indeed to Chris McCarty uh, thanks to Benj, uh, to all the team uh, heck and all the crew back here uh, at Barasti thanks to all the crew down here at Barasti where the game is always on and of course the crew back in the studio as well. Uh, one man has left his mark on the Rugby World Cup, we'll play out with his thoughts as well, I think it's rather fitting we started talking about Razi Erasmus and the fact that he'd outcoach Eddie Jones, let's play out with the final thoughts of Razi Erasmus, we will see you next week from six until nine down here at Barasti. Till then, enjoy and congratulations to the Springboks. Oh, uh, I just think the boys believe in themselves. You know, we're a bunch of guys that have been together for 19 weeks. Uh, they know one another really well. We've got so much respect for England. We really pre prepared well, and I think we fought right till the end. And I'm so proud of them. And uh, yeah, we, we just, I think, also a little bit fortunate. Uh, but yeah, we're really enjoying it at this stage. When you first took over the Springbok uh, appointment, for you, what was the first thing you needed to identify to think, right, this is what we need to get to the top of the world at the Rugby World Cup? No, just use our players and use our, uh, you know, the intelligence we have in South Africa and the supporters we have and all the resources. And there's so many good things in South Africa, but we always uh, in the past uh, seem to look at all the bad things. And we just decided, listen, let's stand together and work really hard and play well on the field and all the other things will then from that come out later and I think that's what we did and eventually now we've won the World Cup so that's great. I'll leave the worst, uh, last word for you, what would you like to say to all the Springbok supporters here and at home? I first would like to say thank you to the Japan for the day they've hosted the World Cup uh, and then to the Springbok supporters, you know, I'd just like to say uh, we never felt alone here in Japan, we felt them all the way and not just the supporters here in, in Japan, but also those back home, all the messages, all the, you know, the WhatsApps, all the Facebooks, the Twitter feeds, you know, we know there's, so, there's millions there and we know they support us and we love them and we can't, get, we can't wait to get back home. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.